0: and you're welcome to racing only better ahead of a massive weekend i think it's fair to say we have newmarket we have ascot and we have the pre the dark de triomphe which we've been talking about for about six months now getting the views of everybody who's graced racing only better and the panel to guide you through a weekend and give you plenty of winners is first and foremost mr kevin
1: blake kelly kev hello joining you from my car again yeah all <laughs> oh, sure. good now all oh, good Good, good. Kev. Okay, you're over at the sales, there's so you should
0: keep people informed as well if anyone wants to bid on some of your prized assets there. I've offered you a tenner for the first lot. It was on sale in about two hours' time. You've turned me down. I'm pretty depressed about it, but you're look, anyway, that's all I have to,
1: to offer you. <laughs> I might, I might I come have. back to you later, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> no reserve on it.
0: I've been a bit buck. Um, and stepping into the hot seat as well this weekend to mark our card, uh, one of our
2: fine guests on waiting In every week. It is Mr. Nick Lightfoot. Nick, how are we? Really, really good. Thanks for having me on. Can't wait for this. Um, we were talking about it a couple of months ago. We were talking about the arc a couple of months ago, and suddenly it's here. It's just a few days away, yeah. so can't wait for this. Come on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll get stuck into uh, the racing on Saturday afternoon. First and foremost, we'll start with Newmarket Gents, and the first we're going to talk about is the one forty-five, the Phillies handicap over a mile and a quarter, a mile and two furlongs to be exactly we have Ash Lois at 4-1 to one for Andrew Balding we've got Ensemble at 5-1 uh, to one, uh, for Roger Varian you've got Talbia at uh, or Talbea at 8-1 to one, uh, for Owen Burrows it's 8-1 to one for Andy Brody. 8-1 to one for Ms. Gandhi and you can have what you like bar the rest right Kev um, I'm not overly familiar with um, a few of the runners riders in this so have you got a strong view on
1: the Phillies handicap please oh, and I'm not even doing it to get a rise out of you Hugh but I'm going for yeah, your horse yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, which one fun. might that well, be on. Which one? Go, Go on. on. The the flying ginger, kev. <laughs> has has to be. flying ginger. Has to be. <laughs> That's what Dude. they used to call you when you're not knocking back there, full back, making these making these yeah. uh, the, these runs ago. down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> they just call me the drunk ginger these days,
0: kev. The drunk ginger on the sideline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Yeah, no, I think this filly has a bit of a chance. Actually, she um, ah. they, they gave her, as as is often the case when the, these fillies get up around the kind of high eighties and nineties, their connections um, have a crack at a few stakes races and hope for the best. And she had a couple of goes and came up a bit short, but they dropped her back into handicap company, Phillies handicap company at York on the penultimate start, and now um, she jumped out, made all, and, and went and won. And the forum's got a couple of boosts since uh, the, the runner-up Sila Rosa um, is now like over stone. Rate of the stone higher than uh, she was that day. She's won a, a handicap since and run very well in the Group Three. Um, so that that was a very good run. I feel. Um, she's only gone up three pounds for that. Um, subsequently they gave her another spin in Company, and I thought she ran quite well. Um, you know, she ran probably up to her mark. She was maybe a little bit fortunate that the handicapper didn't give her a few more subsequently. Um, uh, but a mark of of eighty nine back in handicap company will hopefully not get too hassled on the front. End that seems to be um, the the style that suits her best. So um, I think the the market is, is being very dismissive of her based than on one uh, what I thought was quite good quite a good run in listed company. So dropping nice. back, she's she's a, she's a big old price. You I think the, I think if the the flying ginger's got a good shout. Well, I tell
0: you what, after you snubbed my £10 bet for your horse earlier on, I have a tenner more than I thought I'd have at this time. I might as well stick it <laughs> on the Flying Ginger at sixteen and one to see where I go. Unless, Nick Lightfoot, you can talk me out of it with something else. Who do you like? <laughs>
2: no, no, I mean, how, I don't really know if you can argue with a comprehensive case like Kevin's got and also the, the name, the Flying Ginger. I mean, we've got a lot to get through, so I'll wrap through what I think. I think a few of these are probably ahead of their marks. Um, Akalois, Akaloar, or how we want to pronounce it, I mean, she's been most progressive, should say as well that we are talking in Thursday lunchtime is pretty grey, drizzly outside and I think that's expected to be the way forward for Newmarket on Saturday over the next couple of days as well. Um, mm-hmm. With that in mind, state occasion I would have as one who is lightly raced and most likely ahead of the mark of 84 to my mind. But if I'm gonna have a few quid each way, I'll be on Talbea, the top filly who's into a handicap. I think she'll be fine on the ground, no problem whatsoever, Ray Dawson rides for Owen Burrows. I think she's got plenty of a potential and she moved really neatly through that Yarmouth listed race last time. And I think that might be key, you know, that the fact that she's um, dipping her toe into something considerably shallower. I'd be giving her more than a bit of a squeak at the. Uh, we've got 12 darts to throw, I think, with the amount of, pro, uh, amount of races we we're talking about. But I think she's got a chance, you know, in this kind of grade. Mm, okay. And she could have a little bit more to offer yet than, than even a mark of 94. So I'll keep her on side.
0: Okay, excellent. That's two uh, decent price tips as well to get stuck into for our first race. We move on to the two twenty gents, the Tats Auction Stakes over six furlongs. Uh, TatsuMaki oh, yes. is your five to one favourite for Marco <laughs> Body. You've got Fearby or Fearby, if you want to pronounce it. For uh, Ed Bethel at six to one, Foden at eight to one, a day in Asia at eight to one, Stumblefield at tens, and it's twelve to one bar. Sonic, Nick, um, again, wide open contest here. Uh, over 6 furlongs it's a difficult one to really have a, a strong view on for me but who have you come down on
2: yeah I mean like just the 30 of them to go through so you can be quite done <laughs> <at> it. Um, <laughs> um, it is tough uh, look Ernie's Valentine's a horse I've, I've been on side with for a little while this isn't the synthetic surfaces but still beat a Mill Reef winner earlier on in his career on the turf he's drawn 25 and look I've laboured the point just the other day and weighed in about the the high drawn horses I know we're talking about a mile one in the Cambridge year, down to 6 furlongs in this but I'm going to be looking at Horses who are drawn high, um, so twenty-five there for Ernie's Valentine. I think is is interesting. If there is rain around today, tomorrow as well, this will play into the hands of a couple of them. Um, there's one actually who's drawn a little bit lower who I thought might just run quite well for just the second ever start. And if you go back and watch the debut of Stubblefield, who finished second mm. on debut about a month ago, that was quite a good run. Um, but if I'm going to have to play, it would be Ernie's Valentine. William Buick's aboard, and of course he's warming up for something quite big the next day.
0: Yeah, Ernie's Valentine at 12 to 1 uh, at the time of recording which is Thursday afternoon and um, for yourself Kev again wide wide open there's so many to choose from here I'll probably have a, a euro each way in the bottom four in the market at 100 to 1 but how are you going to pay this one <laughs> <laughs> I do like the stubble field actually
1: I thought, oh, stubble, really? I thought that was a magic run from Stubblefield. field um, and look Simon Pearce he, he's getting going there in recent years as a trainer and he hasn't had many two year old runners full stop Um. so for this one to run so well in an Ascot novice stakes first time out and just looked a lovely filly like she stuck yeah. Her head down there and finished off really well and um, well cleared a third and um, I thought it was a lovely run and look I'm, I have no doubt she'll come on from that maybe something like this could be coming a little bit too soon she's you know going in against some very hardened two year olds compared to herself but um, she's got eight stone two you know, be run, like she's running loose there with Liam Jones down the bottom. Um, so I have to take a chance on her and hope that she's kind of savvy enough to compete in, in a race like this at this stage of her career. But uh, keep an eye on her lads, because even if she doesn't quite, even if she isn't quite ready for this right now, um, I I, I expect her to turn out to be a nice, quite a nice filly. So, um, I'll go with her here, and I'd also recommend you stick nice. her in your old tracker or whatever you use for for the longer term as well, because I think she's quite nice.
2: Okay. Yeah, nice no, grand as well. She was well bought. And nice that you both come down
0: on the same horse, gentlemen, as well, which is uh, which is wonderful. Okay, bring us on to the last new market we're going to uh, talk about before we switch over to Ascot and the Sun Chariot uh, Fillies and Mares Stakes. It's uh, Group One. It's over a mile. We have a fascinating field here, um, headed by Snow Lantern, generally round about a nine to four shot. Mother Earth is three to one. We've got No Speak Alexander at six to one. Saffron Beach for Jane Chapelheim is in there at eight to one. Fever over tens. Lavender's boot twelves and so on. Um, okay, Kev, I, I, I'm looking at jumpers at Lisa for Johnny Murta here, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, she's a big old price of 20 to one. And I'm looking at Primo Baccio again, first kiss in honour of our good friend Mr Tony Calvin who I'm sure will have a, a couple of shekels each way as he laments, laments about his very first kiss. The poor woman had to give that bad his first kiss to the manager. She's still <laughs> scarred for life I can tell you. Um, but who do you like in this Kev? Is it the top end of the market you're going to be playing at or are you going to look at you know maybe something a bit bigger like they say, and Primo Baccio?
1: Yeah, I split it up. I split it up between the front end and the back end of the market. Front end, um, I'd favour Mother Earth. Um, I know, I, to be honest with you, I was going 101. She'd be the first filly you'd mention when you introduced this race. Cause <laughs> after the sheer horror of last time in the uh. in the matron stakes, where she got absolutely murdered and murdered. Uh, prob- probably would have won. I'm almost certainly would have won. <laughs> I'd say if she, got yeah. a, if she got a bit more luck, it was a bit miserable. Um, no, 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 be- no, no. Let's rephrase that. If, if Ryan Moore had stayed on the outside,
0: Kevin, and given her the money, he should have given. <laughs> Rather getting boxed in by a bunch of absolute donkeys and costing everybody who backed mother of money. That's what you meant to say, but go on and paraphrase it.
1: Something <laughs> along those lines, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but look, she's showing that she, you know, we'll see how much rain we get between now and then, but I don't think she'll be too fussed, however much comes. Um, she'll be grand either way. Uh, the one thing you'd say is she's kind of been operating at a high level, uh, you know, from the get-go since the 1,000 guineas all the way back at the beginning of May. So, you know, the, ted- the, end, the, the, the end of the tether surely has to come at some stage, but in fairness to her, she was probably going to be um, as good as ever at Leopardstown last time, so hopefully she's come out of that well. And at the front end of the market, I'd certainly go with her over Snow Lantern who I, I just I f- felt for a couple of starts she's ready for a step up to 10 and they're persisting with a mile and I just think Mother Earth might have a little bit too much toe for her um, but if you did want one at a big price Sean and um, watch back that yeah. and, sure, and if, you, if you're if you able to avert your eyes yeah. from, the, from the nightmare that Mother Earth had Champs um, Berzelize had a bit of a nightmare of her own um, coming up the inside as well um, look she's been a bit disappointing this season but she's kind of steadily gradually been working her way into a bit of form and um, she I don't think she'd have any issues with as much rain um, as if loads of rain fell. Um, so look, at a much bigger price, she'd be the second choice. But uh, Mother Earth's the selection with next best, Champs Perzilise.
0: OK, I like those two selections. I do like Champs Perzilise and I, I'm a little bit loyal to a fault with her this season. because you say, she hasn't really produced the form of last season. But, you know, she could she could absolutely outrun her odds of 20 to 1. What about you, Nick? Where have you come down on here?
2: Uh, right, I'm going to go straight to just at the very, very top... Uh, Bigger priced horses. I think Tarly's a really interesting runner. First start for Roger Varian, who had a lot Ooh. of good form, and particularly a softer surface in France. That's interesting. Maybe just, I don't know, have a look at see how the market um, equates to her chance on Saturday. But I'm, I'm bang with Kev as well. I, I really like Saffron Beach. That was so much more like it for her last time at Sandown, dropping in grade. Her record on this track is is impeccable. She's won twice. She's been second twice, which includes second in the Guineas, but she was second in the Guineas to Mother Earth, who I think... I'm just about going to say look no further for the winner at this point i really do um people have said that you know she's very good on a firmer surface but it doesn't mean she doesn't handle a softer surface as well you know the third in the in the coronation stakes the third in the soft ground fillies mile last year if it was her that real mystery with Snowball. Oh! The, who was it anyway? I think that I think she'll win <laughs> this. Um, she's in the mould of of an Alice Springs, of a roly-poly, who are three-year-olds, battle-hardened three-year-olds, who won this no O'Brien at the end of the season. It's her seventh straight run in a Group 1 since the beginning of May, but she's thriving on it, and I think Mother Earth will win on Saturday.
0: Lovely. That's a very strong role of confidence for Mother Earth. You know, the provisor is, of course, that she gets the proper... Bloody ride this time, um, Shale. did right down the bottom at thirty-three to one. Done O'Brien obviously. has picked up uh, Shale. Remember last year when Shale and Pretty Gorgeous were fighting it out of the two-year-olds and we're going, Which would be the superstar this year? It hasn't happened for either of them. Uh, but thirty-three to one. I don't know. I'll Just keep an eye on her. I won't, probably won't have a bet, but just if she could come back to something like last season uh, again, depending on the brown, ground as well. Right, we'll move on, uh, gentlemen. With uh, Ascot, the two o five is the roostakes five furlong sprint. Only fast horses need apply. You know the rules. Uh, and Hurricane Ivor <laughs> heads the betting at ten to three. Tis marvelous at four to one you got dakota gold six to one significantly 13 to two king of the stars nines and it's have what you like bar then, nick lightfoot you can um, kick yeah. us off with this one again the top two or three in the market are, are, are generally kind of easy enough to back here but have you got a, a strong view on who the likely winner is
2: no, not massively strong. Look, Dakota Gold, I'm going to say as well, has been for a hat-trick in the race. Uh, won it last mm. year when it was restaged at Nottingham. So he is going to appreciate a little bit more ease in the ground, and should say as well. I think it's officially good there now, but there might just be bits, of, bits and pieces of rain around in Berkshire as well. So Dakota Gold's looking for something that he, he seems to do each and every year. Um really interesting look hurricane ivor significantly tis marvelous they all met each other and there wasn't too much between them back in july they were the one two four from a, a big course and distance handicap back there in july hurricane ivor's really kicking on tis marvelous has is- found his form again as a seven-year-old if there's one i'm not going to be playing in this race but if there's one that i'm just really intrigued by it's the returning horse there's nine in here and Minzal, who hasn't been seen for 371 days i think kevin knew where i was going to go with that one he's got to be interesting never raced over as short as five furlongs but looked to have loads of speed last year won a gym crack not since uh since finishing third in the middle park last year so I'm not entirely sure what's kept him off, there's been no actual engagements where the horse has missed anything, um, there is an entry on, on British Champions Day for the Champion Sprint as well, he's a price at the moment, um, and if he's anywhere near as good as he was at the back end of his three-year-old year, he's quite interesting.
0: Mm, okay, long long time off the track as you say, I mean it's not an absolute uh, complete impediment to victory, but it'd be interesting to see how it goes, 9-1 to one, I think January at the time of recording, what about you Kev?
1: Yeah, he was the one I was going to pick out as well. Oh, uh, I we're in agreement Yeah, twice. I know. Aye, aye. Yeah, look, uh, look, you, you know, you can obviously, admit there's loads of solid horses there up at the top end now, but um, there might be a whole lot between them. Whereas your man, he's just, I'm just surprised hes the type of price he is, um, because Lord, he was impressive as a two year old. Um, mm-hmm. It's worth watching back, that gym crack, because he just, I'm looking at my notes here, and he just like, he just powered into the race, you know, at about halfway. And um, I was very strong late on. You know, he looks like a horse that will have load that has more than enough pace to come back to five. Um, so it's fascinating that they're starting him back over it. Look, it's a tough task taking on his elders for the first time. You know, race fifth, top form, etc. hundred and ten horses, but um, yeah, I, I do, I do like him. And you'd hope that he'd be ready to rumble. They've obviously had hold ups along the way, but uh, we're running out of time now. So hopefully, he's he's ready to rumble uh, because he he's definitely very interesting.
0: Okay, that's uh, two very uh, interesting pokes from Minzal 9 to 1 at the time of recording. Keep an eye on the market for that as well. If the money comes, it could be more than ready to take these on. Uh, the 240 then is an the next last we're going to talk about. It is, of course, the Cumberland Lodge Stakes. And yeah, just to turn to, to many, it's a mile and a half, by the way, just for anyone who's not aware. Hookum is in here. I mean, I don't know, if, if those who were burnt last time are ready to get burnt again, 2-1 mm-hmm. to one is the current price, title 9-2, to two. you've got Quick Thorne in at 6-1, to one. Alunak at 13-2, to two. Illarab 13-2, to two. and it's have what you like, bar the rest. Kev, hook um, him, he, he would have annoyed a lot of people last time by getting beaten, but he probably shouldn't have done, um, so if you're prepared to forgive that, fine. Are you prepared to forgive that, and are you going to back him again this time
1: out? Um, look he was probably close to his best but definitely a little bit disappointed with him um, he's he's a full brother to, to Nick's uh, pride and joy ba- Baid. Um, Baid he's looking, never, in, da- he's looking in danger of being it. overshadowed <laughs> by his younger brother
0: hey listen you were seen going in to get a tattoo of, of
2: Baid <laughs> on your inner last night I spelt it. it wrong though I spelt it wrong
1: <laughs> It's like that Put fella coming out, the tattoo sh- the coming out of the tattoo shop. They were like, what bead? <laughs> it's like, like, like that famous picture of your man coming out of the tattoo shop with the with the no regrets uh, t- tattoo across his chest, but it's spelled with an A rather than an E. <laughs> no, regrets. no regrets. No regrets. No regrets, um, boy. <laughs> um, I like I do like, like title as a horse. You know, Long suffering listeners might remember I was I was very sweet on him coming up to Royal Ascot, thinking a, a mark of ninety two, he'd be absolutely thrown in uh, in the in the King George the fifth handicap, and they decided to run him in the Group Two instead for some no reason, no idea why. Um, and yeah. he's gone and won a handicap at Doncaster off um, off one o three last time, absolutely bolting in. So um, he look he's going very much going the right way. I think this type of race suits him well i'd say there's more to come from him um you know he's quick at a mile and a half um so i I do like him and while Hookham is well established we know his level um title i don't necessarily think we found the ceiling yet so i'll go with him
0: okay good stuff gentlemen let's move swiftly on we have the bengough stakes or the bengough stakes the great group three over a six furlongs is our Next race to talk about 3.15 on the card Glenn Shield is your 3-1 favourite Just ahead of Great Ambassadors In there 4-1 to You've got Bielsa Who's back tomorrow After winning the Air Gold Cup And putting Daniel Barber Well in the clear uh, And they're racing Only better at Table stakes at the moment So Bielsa 15-2 to two at the moment Diligent Harry is 8-1 to one. Kings Lynn 10s so And you can have What you like Bar uh, the rest Nick is Bielsa A horse of an appeal Going back out After the Air Gold Cup um, In a relatively Quick turnaround Over 6 furlongs here Or do you like Something else
2: yeah, I mean, he's got to take on the, the second again. It's, uh, listen, they're not going to be spread across like they were at air um, when it comes to it. In fact, they're drawn right next to each other. Great Ambassador, who was far side. Bielsa, who was near side. We know how that played out. Great Ambassador looked like the, the group horse and the handicap that day. Bielsa, though, he's entitled to go for a race like this. I, I think Great Ambassador will re- reverse the form. I really do. Um, he's a rejuvenated sprinter this year. He's going the right way. He's now rated 109. Um, I'm going to go front and centre in the market here, though, because I think Glenn Scheel, in this grade... Um, presupposing he's going to return to the sort of level that we see at Ascot he's going to take a hell of a lot of beating he can sort of stack them up in the mid part of the race here he's drawn in 10 Paul Mulrennan should know exactly what he's going to be going and doing on the horse um, I don't think he's run terribly at Haydock last time even though it wasn't as good as when he was second in the Sprint Cup a year before but even in the July Cup on ground that was way too quick for him I think he ran well in the summer and the Ascot record in the last two runs is just outstanding he won the Champions Day Sprint uh, and then we're second to Dream of Dreams in the Jubilee, both with cut in the ground. In this grade, I think he'll stamp a bit of class on them.
0: Okay, lovely. So, Glenn Shield, 3 to 1 at the time of recording. Uh, market leader at the moment, it's a pretty strong shout from Nick for that. What about yourself, Kev?
1: I'll go with Great Ambassador. Um, I love the way he did it over on his side. Um, in the air goal Cup and uh, if horses could talk you'd imagine the conversation they would have down at the start with Bielsa <laughs> before this he'd be like yeah you little pup I'm upside to here i got you. See you today i see today let's see who's smart now um, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, exp- I'm expecting Great Ambassador to reverse that form and uh, and kick on if you're a, if you're, a, I'm not a huge believer in it myself but you're, if you're a believer in the, the, the morning gallops chat uh, Great Ambassador gives Starman plenty to think about in the mornings uh, and I think he'll probably progress from his rating of 109 and if he does he should be going winning this OK lovely stuff gentlemen the last then I'll ask it before we talk about one red card and then the
0: ARC meeting in Paris on Sunday is the Fall Challenge Cup the Equine Productions Fall Challenge Cup uh, to give it its full title seven furlongs here um, Aratus is your 6-1 to favourite just about from Aldari at 13-2 Al Rufa at Fifteen to two, River Nymph, the brilliantly named River Nymph, who has had a bit of success so far in the season. We spoke about it a couple of times before in the podcast. Fifteen to two, fresh, is in there at nine to one. Documenting at sixteen to one, and it's how would you like bar them? Right, Kev. Um, again, wide open contest here. Good luck
1: trying to pick the winner. Mum's tipple is down there twenty five to one. And um, who are we going for? Um, not a big view not a big view, Hugh, but I'll go with Pierre Lapin for Ado mm. McGuinness. Um, in, very interesting coming over um because look like, this this horse looked an absolute rocket ship early in his career. Ended up a bit disappointing. Um Ado picked him up from Roger Varian and he I just thought he ran a super race um in the, the big seven furlong handicap at Leopardstown, Irish Champions Weekend. Uh, the front two that day were kind of up with the pace and the, the third and fourth seemed to run belters coming from off it. And um, I just think that this course of distance will suit him really well. And, um, you know, Edo doesn't go over all that often for these big handicaps. But when he does, he doesn't tend to be a million miles off the mark. And uh, he's a a big old price, Hugo. He's a big old price. So I'll, I'll side with Pierre Lapin.
0: That's yeah. I, it's always interesting when you watch trainers that don't typically tend to go over for these races, sending horses over. That's in and of itself is a pretty decent market. that They're going to run reasonably well. Nick, who do you like in this race?
2: Well, I was going to come down on Pierre, but I can't really do that now. Kev's done it. God do it. Course he can. Of
0: course <laughs> can. Of course
2: you can. Of course you can. Oh God, you guys are so generous. Thanks. um yeah. I, do think that, uh, I mean, like you know, he won a Mill Reef about half a dozen starts ago, and then went off seven to for a Commonwealth Cup and. I think that run at the Irish Champions Week of Pierre Lapin was the suggestion of a horse who can pick up a big handicap at some point. Um, he's only rated 100 now. Um, and he's only had nine career starts. I, I think just towards the Clive Cox runners, Aratus, And by the way, Pierre Lepin, um hopefully has better luck at Ascot than his half-brother Harry Angel, who had absolutely no luck yeah. at Ascot whatsoever. Um, but the Clive Cox runners, Aratus, is obviously improving all the time. I do wonder about still one. But of the two, of the two towards the top of the market, I would... I would probably fancy the Victoria Cup winner more, River Nymph, um, with with Kirby aboard, um, if I had to have a, a matchup between the two of them. But yeah, the prices at the moment, I do think mm. Pierre Lapin stands out a bit.
0: Okay, Pierre Lapin is a double Poke for the two gents as well that's three times so far that they have greed on the same horse and again oh, the price is generous there's it there's an, there's an each way tricksy there listeners if you want to stick your money down a little two euro each way Trixie there which could pay an absolute fortune if they manage to hit anyway yeah, a, a,
1: just just in case you're not good at maths if you do a ten euro each way Trixie there you'll if that means you'll probably get absolutely nothing back
2: nothing, nothing back put your calculators away if it away. does land if it does land yes. right we're going to get we're going <laughs> to be parish champagnes Sunday morning, ready, ready. Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely, questions,
0: guys, mate. No question. Dom Perignon from 9 a.m. right through <laughs> to midnight. Good stuff, chance, And I'll fly over and join you. you can buy me the ticket as well. Um, right, we have one at Red Card to discuss that. It is the William Hill two year old trophy. Um, it's a listed contest um, once again. And it's over six furlongs. Uh, vintage Clare is your five to one favorite. you got Chipotle, Chipotle, depending on what side of the American waters you're from, at six to one, Anadora seven to one, Symphony as sevens, Last Crusader eight to one, Mojo Maker nine to one, and it's how what you like bar that. Um, Kevin, Chipotle is a horse you have tipped up before. Are you going to tip him up here in the two-year-old list of trophies?
1: Ugh, nightmare race, you. I won't hold you up. Um, the the form horses seem to be gone off it a little bit, and you've the, yeah. the rest of loads to find. I just thought it was a nightmare race to be honest.
0: Okay, so let's draw lines through yeah. that. If you any opinion, Nick, before we before yeah, you will mean, the
1: rule. Chipotle, Vintage
2: Clarets and, and Simply Perfect, they all met in a super sprint earlier this season and Chipotle and Vintage Clarets, their best exploits so far were probably Royal Ascot, which is nearly four months ago now. Um, I do think Last Crusade has been running at a better level and has enough, but some of these have probably got a few knocks to their name. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if a, a Chipotle or a Vintage claret burst back to form, but but of, of all the list of races we were sent, this is the one that I look forward to watching, but I won't be playing mm.
0: Okay, lovely. That brings us on beautifully to uh, Paris and Longchamp on Sunday for our pre-dialogue red to Longchamp. <laughs> oh, for listen, red car to shot. I mean, like, listen, it's a little, it's, it's a little flick of the wrist, really, the imagination that you need to go to red car to shot. But listen, we'll try, we'll try and paint the picture as best we can on this podcast because that's what we do. The Prix de l'Abbé is the first we're going to talk about. These are, are still anti-post prices to get because it's Thursday, when we're recording. But Suessa is there at nine to four, heading the market. And um, Glass Slippers is in there five to one. Winter Power six to one. Bernay at eight to one. Romantic Proposal is in there as well for any line. of at ten to one. In case of you. 12s and it's having to like bar them I tipped up and napped the last time out Kev I was very disappointed Ugh. by the effort but um, I, I think I'm going to give another go here because I, I just think that wasn't a true reflection of ability at all and, and the run previously still sticks in my head as, as a super performance I'm going to go in again I know the price is 9-4 to 4, so a little bit short perhaps but it for me who is it for you and the Abbey?
1: Yeah, I think she'll take a bit of whack in Um, Hugh. We should say at the outset, they're expecting rain. They're expecting Mm. more rain at Longchamp. I think it's certainly going to be on the soft side of good, maybe even a bit softer. And um, I I think that'll be a big help to her. You know, we didn't really know how she'd handle faster ground going into the Nunthorpe. She ran really well, but look, I think a bunch of jockeys just got it wrong. They they were expecting a real burn-up and it didn't really play out like that. And those that were ridden with patience were, were a little bit caught out of their ground and Swayza came home very very well, but I don't think the same mistake will be made again. She was really impressive at Goodwood prior to that, absolutely smashing um, dragon symbol and glass slippers. And, you know, if she comes back to that sort of form, she, she's going to be taking off a lot of whacking, I think. Um, and just yeah. isn't it interesting just, just how dominant uh, the fairer sex are in the, the market for this race? I'm looking at it here, and the fillies and mares are kind of four of the top five in the market. Um, it's 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 fascinating to see, but yeah, Sueza, I think, is going to take she's, she's priced accordingly, but I think she'll take a fair bit of whacking. Okay, that's two of us. Then Nick, are you going to make it a hat trick or are you going to just ruin yeah. the party?
0: Ruin my no, party? No, no,
2: I've, I've had a good look at this. I, I I do enjoy the Abbey and completely go with what Kev said about the rain. Um, and by the way, we were all approaching York when talking about Sueza and thinking, is the ground going to be a bit quick for her? So it's playing in her strengths mm. now. Um, Philly's got an outstanding record in the recent race. Glass Sippers Mavs Cross, Marsha. By the way, three year olds have got a really good record in recent times as well. So two of UK based trainers, but I'm still going to go for, I think Sueza will win. I think there's another interesting French horse in here though. Uh, Bernouille or Bernouille, oh. Bernouille or, or horse number five in here Bernouille who, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I mean who was very very impressive last time who I think he's making up for lost ground because at, at three got injured at the start of the season I think whacked himself on the stalls. his trainer has said if, you, if you're if keen on what he did last time he said that he handles soft but he was always going to be that much more electric and potent on a, on a quicker surface as we saw what three weeks ago on trials day so have that in the back of your mind there I, I do think so Asa on this kind of ground, it I, look, I thought she was a bit unlucky or a little bit disadvantaged in the Nunthorpe last time. Um, we've seen the Nunthorpe winner Winter Power come out and be way too keen over an Ireland. It's been a brilliant year for Tim East to be It might get better because she could run well. Glass Slippers has won it. She's been just touched off in it as well. But I think this year, I think So is going to prove a cut above at this level.
0: Lovely. It's three for Sueza Then you heard it here first. Get on right. while you still can. Right, the Prix de l'Opera is next up, and Daria is the uh, three to one favourite at the time of recording. Joan of Arc nine to two. You've got Sybil of Spain five to one. Thundering Knights uh, for Joseph at seven to one. Grand Glory eight to one. Palmas at 8 and it's ten to one. Bar. Um, Nick. Mm. I, I, I don't know, again, i, I haven't a strong view on this one. Maybe we'll get Kev Stolz in, in just a minute. But uh, who is your most likely winner? Or, or, or have you come down on something strongly
2: in this one? Yeah, no, I, I think this is really hard. Of all the races that we're looking at, I know we've got the Boussac and the Lagadere to go through and obviously the arc itself as well. This is the one that didn't exactly really quicken like the rest of the group ones did. Obviously you've got the rematch between uh, Audaria and uh, Sibilia Spain, isn't it? I beg your pardon. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, with Audaria, um, Yeah, I think she can win this. I don't think, I think Kev um, could give us a better idea on, on, say, Thundering Knights, etc. But if I had to have a bet in this, it would be Odari. But I I really won't be. I think I'm going to be leaving this completely alone.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think myself too, Kev. So you have a strong view on this one.
1: No, it's tricky now. Look, I'll be hoping yeah. Thunder and Knights bounces back and I think look the race didn't really go for her last time I didn't think. Um she got she missed the kick and she got she got caught a little bit wide and did a bit much in the middle part of the race. I think she's better than that. I'm hoping she bounces back. course, distance ground will all suit her, so um I'll be hoping she goes well in, in what is, as Nick says, a really difficult race to, to decipher.
0: Okay. All right, so it's more hope than anything else. Okay, neither strong view. But that's perfectly fine as well. Uh, the Prix de la Fore then is the next before uh, we talk about the arc itself. Uh, Space Blues is your two to one favorite. You've got Sagamira at Sagamira at uh, four to one. You've got hail at nine to two. Kinross five to one. Pearls Galore tens. Thunder Moon is in there at ten to one. Again, we get Kevin's in a second. Uh, Rhythm Master 12 to one. And it's uh, Habits You Like Bar Njord is in there for Jessica Harrington, who's uh, stable. I've really hit form over the last kind of three or four weeks as well. So he wouldn't completely discounting your on this one but Kevin uh, Space Blues uh, for me at the top of the market 2-1 to one is probably what I will be backing here unless he can talk me out of it who do you fancy in the Prix de la Foray?
1: no I'd be with you Hugh I, I'm a big fan of Space Blues and look it hasn't been straightforward for him um, for, for the last while but they seem to be getting a real good run at him now and um GZ is a talented horse on his day. You know, he's got the beating of all these on on his best day. And based on what he did at York last time, you'd have to be hopeful that he that he's if he's not already there, he's certainly on his way back to, to being back to his very best. Um and look, this is his trip. He's gonna get the ground's not gonna be a problem for him, I don't think. Um yeah. and he's just coming here a fresher horse than most. He looks to be building to a peak, and if he produces his peak here. Um, he'll be justifying favoritism. I think. Um, uh yeah. That that was the long and the short of it for me.
0: Okay, no worries at all. Uh, Space Blues then for myself and for Kev. It's fairly simple and straightforward, unless Nick is going to complicate things. Nick, are you going to complicate things?
2: No, I've been a Space Blues fan. Um, I think <laughs> this is the kind of race where you see the seven fellow expressions. I would like to see. Um, listen, we we talked about how, uh, good the exploits of the training of of Paddy Toomey is, and Pearls Galore could have had a good old boost the day before potentially. Yeah. In the in the sun chariot stakes when you look at no speak alexander and mother earth i know mother earth was unlucky but pearls galore still ran a cracker in the matron stakes to finish second that day so she could have had a little bit of a, a form boost um king ross i know that after the horse won at glorious goodwood Rafe beckett mentioned the pre de la foray we aren't exact obviously there's no group one seven furlong race in the uk so they will all if you've got a seven furlong horse of that ability you're going to be looking at a race like this so but i think space blues is probably the one to beat at this stage
0: Okay, lovely stuff. Nice and simple and straightforward. Then, okay, all right, lads. That brings us nicely to the pre de, de triumph. Then, and we have Tarnawa and Adair battling for favouritism here. Tarnawa's five to two at the moment. Adair's is eleven to four. Hurricane Nine's four. Snowfalls in there five to one. Love 12s. So how would you like the rest, Kev? Kick us off here. It's Tarnawa for me. I've, I've come down on the side of uh, Dermot Wells, um, mare, and I'm, I'm going to back her at five to two. Who do you like to win the arc, please?
1: Oh, fabulous race. You has everything you want an arc to have. It has the three-year-olds, the older horses, the mares. Uh, international runners from all over the shop fabulous race um, I, I haven't had the chance to fully hammer this down since the draws come out I think mm. Tarnawa is where you'd like her to be um, she's going to need a little bit of luck um, she's not as straightforward a ride as some of her main rivals in that she will be ridden with patience tends to miss the kick look I've liked her all along Hugh will will I Will I end up siding with her certainly at the front end of the market I think I will um, there are a couple of sneaky cases to be made for ones at bigger prices if you're that way inclined Um, Rabia is a bit of a surprise runner I thought she ran really well in the race last year um, when it didn't really go for her she's been building steadily this season Um, would have preferred a lower draw but she's going to be a massive price, and I wouldn't like to rule her out now. If you, you know, it's such a deep race. I'm sure some people will be listening to this and wanting a, a big price swing. And if you wanted a big price swing, I think it would be Rabiha. But of the ones at the the front end of the market, it's it's going to be Tarnawa. But f- what a race! Can't wait to see it. Just what an actual race
0: absolutely brilliant and, and and like like you know again you can make a case for certainly half a dozen of these you know if, to bounce back and if they all hit top four but who have you come down on
2: to win the arc on sunday um well this is the thing based on this morning i'm a little frustrated by the draw um kev talking about rabiha she's out in 15 um the the two i really like and i talk for reasons why are the derby winner Adyar and the japanese mayor chronogenesis she comes out of 14 and Adyar's three inside are in 11. Now, they can win from the wider draws. Golden Horn, we remember how brilliant Frankie was in the early part of the race out of 14. Um, and Trev, actually, the first year she won it, she won it out of 15. So it's not impossible, but it's not ideal. Tanawa's got a good draw in three. Deep Bond made all in the pre-foy. The Japanese, another Japanese runner last time. He's in five. So so interesting to see how the early part of this race goes. Snowfall in nine. I think the Derby winner, I know he had a little bit of an infection and missed... Um, Obviously missed his intended run of the pre last time. I think he is front and centre for me. I think he's got all the weapons to get you out of trouble. The way that he can quicken, the quality to stay, but also quicken is absolutely fantastic. Um Chronogenesis, I'm a massive fan of. As I said earlier in the week, actually, she should be a Dubai Shima Classic winner. I think she should have beat Mishra. If she, she ended up barging a compatriot loves only you in the shima classic that day and she's been earmarked to go straight for this i know the japanese think that she's probably the best chance that they've had since or fev and they famously had four runner-up positions in the race um there is a little bit of a ground concern with her there's now a draw concern but i think she's got bags and bags of ability i think this has got everything i will say as well from a little human element i am sure this is james doyle's first ride in the arc since that unbelievable finish where he will have just ridden it so many times in his head um when he was I've seen the star. behind the same class yeah and, yeah, and yeah, got yeah. the. i think this is his first ride and he's got hurricane lane so he's got a monster ride to go forward with Tanawa deserves loads of respect but look even though the draw isn't absolutely perfect i'm a i know i've been banging on about snowfall throughout but the more i look at this the more i'm coming down on Adia.
0: Okay, lovely stuff, gentlemen. Uh, that has set it up nicely. All that remains is to get your naps for the weekend. Um, look, I, I'm not going to go through prices just at the moment, uh, but with Daniel Barber as miles out in front, um, because Nick's um, obviously you know sitting in for Dan. We won't mention the fact that me and Kevin are way behind. But I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Turnawa to win the arc. I was going to I was going to go with the Flying Ginger, but I just um, I'm, I'm not going to do that for myself. <laughs> Tarnawa to win the arc for me. I think she I think she gets the sex allowance. She's that run behind Saint Marks until the last time set her up beautifully. Tarnawa in the arc is my nap. Kevin Blake,
1: Pierre Lapin winning place at Ascot, please okay. Hugo. Okay, Pierre
0: Lapin winning place at Ascot. You have it, and for yourself, Mr. Nick Lightfoot, your nap, please.
2: Can I do one that we didn't actually, as in a race we didn't talk about? Is that sure? A yes, sure. We'll oh do God. it. Fine. Um, the pre-Marcel Busac, uh, Andre Fab hasn't won it since the nineties. He's got three chances. They all look very good, but. If you believe the rumours that he's saying that this beautifully bred raclette is the best filly or one of the best fillies he's trained, that will do for me. So raclette in the pre-Marcel Boussac.
0: Okay, the Boussac raclette for Nick Lightfoot. Gentlemen, thank you so much for marking the card. Enjoy a fabulous weekend of racing uh, to all of our listeners. Please remember to gamble responsibly as always. We're back on Monday with Wade in to review everything that happened from the weekend and all that has taken place this week in the world of horse racing. Uh, Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday.